Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm John Leguizamo's overacting. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Oh, wilt thou leave me so unsatisfied? What satisfaction canst thou have tonight? The exchange of thy love's faithful vow for mine. I gave thee mine before thou dost request it. I meant sex, fuck! Romeo, what's here? Poison? Drunk all and left no friendly drop to help me after? Kill the theme song. song. What's Montague? It is not hand, nor foot, nor arm, nor face, nor any other part belonging to a man. Here comes over the house of Capulet. Coral, I will back thee. Hard fools, you know not what you do. Do you buy your thumb on us, sir? I do buy my thumb, sir! Do you buy your thumb on us? Sir. Peace. Peace. I hate the word. As I hate hell, all Montagues, and thee. All righteth. <laughs> That's my best take, but it won't be my last. Shakespearean. Uh, we decided to get fancy and old school, but new school. With lots of guns. I mean swords, I mean guns. Romeo plus Juliet. It's a formulaic movie. Um, Baz Luhrmann directed. Uh, so, Colin, what was Baz Luhrmann's first film that he directed that got all the acclaim? Strictly Ballroom. And you guys haven't yes. seen it, and you gotta see it. Yeah, that's what we've been told. So this was Baz Luhrmann's second directing attempt. Four years and he was. He was like, I'll direct Romeo and Juliet, only we're going to make it super modern. Uh, so he helped with the screenplay alongside uh, Craig Pierce. Not sure he's got many other credits to his name. Uh, but listen to this cast now. We got Leo DiCaprio uh, and Claire Danes. And we got Brian Dennehy, um, Christina Pickles, uh, Jesse Bradford, uh, Jamie Kennedy is in this, Paul Sorvino, Diane Verona. Uh, John Leguizamo. Uh, there's a few other people that you would definitely and recognize. Uh, uh, Harold Perrineau, um, who's uh, he was in Oz. He was in The Matrix. Um, he's very, very interesting as Mer- Mercutio. Um, Pete Postlewaite. Yeah, Paul Rudd. Um, so, yeah, like Paul, Paul Rudd's Rudd, super young in this. performance ever. If I was Paul Rudd, I would, I would take my money from the MCU universe and I would buy this movie and I would have it destroyed... You wouldn't be able to stream it anywhere. That's how embarrassed I would be. That's what Stallone did with his porno. Stallone bought his porno after he made Rocky so no one could ever see it. And that's what Paul Rudd should do with his performance in this movie. He can re-edit it and edit himself out of it. Here's here's a little lesson. You can never get rid of anything on the internet. Yeah. (laughs) Way, yo, way, yo. Away, away, oh, come away <laughs> in my balls and <laughs> uh, So this movie was made for around 14 million and made close to 150. So people were all over this because it was such a drastic different take on the Romeo and Juliet story. I think uh, the first time something like this had really happened, right? 
I'm that, uh, I would say probably yes. I don't know and enough. Maybe I'm not in worldly feature, enough, maybe but in feature films, but I'm sure definitely they in feature, like to have. Plays, like, yeah, I'm certain stuff. plays have have probably experimented, but in in feature yeah. maybe. This is interesting because it comes across a line one on one side it's like reimagining it, but on the other it's like insanely um, loyal to the source material. Uh, and it was coming in at two hours, um, which really worried me. There's also about this the movie. mistake of like what you said of it being so loyal to the to the words. Like they called it Verona Beach, so they changed that. They were gangs in Verona Beach, so they changed that. But they couldn't change the words to things that were literal to literal things like guns. Why? Gun. Why not change sword to gun? Drop because the it's gun or Because whatever. it's actual dialogue. Yeah, I know it's actual dialogue, but so it doesn't you can make change any things that are subtext. That because that's no problem, right? Those are cute little things, but changing dialogue changes the Shakespeare of it. No, I know, but what I'm just saying is, is it's silly to watch them pointing guns at each other and calling them swords to the point where it doesn't work. So if you would have just changed them to saying gun in their hand instead, drop the gun in thy hand instead of drop the sword in thy hand, like it's. It would have made I actually really like the sword and then you see all the guns have like different sword names and stuff like I that. I don't mind like the sword I, names. I, like that. I don't I, I just it doesn't it's silly they call them swords instead of guns. It's like they're yeah, pointing I mean, bananas it, at each other and calling them guns or something. It's stupid. <laughs> they're they're uh, it, that Go ahead, John. I was just going to say that really that stuck out for me too. I felt like with all you're doing to change what the original intent of Shakespeare was um from like a just a setting perspective even because like it, I, maybe it's not explicit expressly stated in this play uh what the setting is from a time perspective or anything like that it just kind of is a in a place and it kind of goes on but yeah. i just was like with everything you're changing and everything you're going for like what are people going to really like that's going to wreck the movie just to say say gun because that's the new sword so it, it doesn't change any of the intent behind it yeah, it does change the literal words and yeah. maybe maybe that was a maybe that was like one of the conditions of of using it uh maybe the whoever's got the shakespeare rights is like no fuck that you go word for word you motherfucker There's no sh- shakespeare's fair use yeah yeah i or guarantee the, you that was an artistic <laughs> decision where it's like these are gonna be shakespeare's exact words word for word that was like a choice yeah, I, no. Colin's yeah. <laughs> making fun of it, but I like it. I'm I'm on board with that stuff. I I like the guns being swords. I like that they changed the places that they could without interfering with the actual writing. Right, Verona Beach, um, and changing like the. What you are you know, talking Prince, about? They the, drive the cars, Captain Prince, and all that shit. What's that? They drive cars in this. They like. Yeah, I know, but they don't talk about it in the script. They don't change yeah. horse to car, right? Yep. And if they That's, did have ride motorbikes and they called them like horses, I wouldn't be pissed about that either. I'd be like, that's, that's why, cool. That's, that's why a cool reimagining but, of this into a c- current time. But that's because people why, nickname their guns and shit all the time. And yeah, like, I know. So it's okay, it's okay if they have the design of the gun and it's okay yep. if they have all that shit on it, but they should call it a gun. Why? Because they're bringing everything else to the contemporary, but one silly thing that makes it silly. No, the whole dialogue is not brought up to the contemporary. The whole dialogue. No, maintains. but what I'm saying is the world around it is. So just, just, but just if they by don't change changing any that word, dialogue, but they change gun, I think that's pretty 
pretty stupid, actually. Why? If the rest of the dialogue is the same, but they go, put up your gun. Because yeah, he's holding your a gun. gun. It's a visual thing. He's holding a gun. I know. We see gun. that he's holding a gun. If it was fucking radio and they were like, they were like, put up your sword. By the way, they're guns. I see that they're guns, <laughs> right? So yeah, if they uh, say sword and they hold up a gun, it I doesn't immediately make, make the connection that you make they the connection. call guns swords. <laughs> because I'm make... like, because I'm paying like even the smallest bit of attention. But it doesn't make any sense why they do in the play. I don't in see the what you're talking about. I, I mean, I guess maybe I just don't understand what you're saying. I don't understand why it doesn't make sense to you. It's just like a stylistic choice to have them have weapons. And since it's a modernization with the dialogue staying the same, they don't change guns. They just change uh, the, the the word that they use to refer to them. I know. It's just. I think that's, I think that's just, actually a pretty great, pretty just great wa- job. Just watching it's distracting. Boss, distracting and it, and it takes the that. and it takes the tension away from the scene because it's silly why it doesn't Wait, john john well, how i mean did it you does feel? to you no no no, clearly, no just, but it doesn't let's to get me. out of the way johnny how did you feel it i just noticed it like i it's one of the things that stood out to me that that i felt like that's a liberty that could have been taken but that, that that's it i didn't find it takes the tension out of the scenes or anything i know what they're talking about i'm just like that's Oh, I'm like, oh, they 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 have guns and they're calling them swords. That 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 they had names and that they were all like stylized and stuff. I was like, of course, that makes nothing but sense. But just call it a gun. What's the problem? Yeah. What? Well, what's wrong with this being just just another dimension, right? Where they call guns swords, and it's obviously <laughs> a different dimension than ours already because it's modern and they speak fucking Shakespearean English. So already, then we'd be like, well, why are they even speaking Shakespearean? Why don't they just fucking speak American, right, Colin? Is that what you're saying? Do you want monster trucks in this? Maybe he would like that in this movie. (laughs) Well, first of all, I know you guys are very uh, schooled on your Shakespeare. (laughs) Hardly. uh, I am. I I know I have taken a lot of school in Shakespeare. Here's the the thing that with with doing the contemporary thing and watching it now that way, I'm really, and especially now in 2022, um, you can you can really see that like if you if you're paying attention, you can you won't understand the words they're saying. But then by the end of the scene, someone will say something and you'll be like, you'll go, oh, okay, I know what happened in this scene. I, I get I get now what the argument was about and how it was settled. But the problem is, is that it's such a small thing that they settle and the scene is like five minutes long that it's just like, are you fucking kidding me that I wasted five minutes for them to say, let's go to the store? Like, that's exactly what it was. He was just like, you should come to the store. And he's like, I don't want to come to the store. Oh, but you must come to the store. And you have to see this new thing at the store. Nah, nah I don't want to come to the store. And then after, he's like, okay, I'll come to the store. And and so if every scene felt like that to me, it was just like, are we wasting this much time and dialogue and energy know, and passion? I know the exact scene you're talking about is when... It's first, every when scene. We first it's meet, every no, scene. Not every scene, but but a lot of them, you're right. And the main one that makes me um, that makes me think about it is that scene where they first meet Mercutio yeah. on the beach. He comes. The point of that scene is we're going to the party, right? Um, this is the moment where they will go to the party and he'll meet Juliet and the rest of it will fucking go, right? So this is actually the, uh, the uh, what do you call it? The, in- the incident. Exciting incident. Right? 
Yeah. <laughs> right? Yep. Jesus Christ, everybody forgets words. Um, yeah, I know. It was just funny the way I could, the, uh, the incident. <laughs> <laughs> so the inciting incident could be that moment, but it doesn't have to be that long because it's a lot of fucking dog and pony show. And then the point of it is we're going to the party. I'd like to get there a lot sooner. The movie's two hours. The language isn't um, isn't modern. And like Colin's saying, there's a vast amount of misunderstanding in there uh, in general society, right? So if you made these scenes a little bit quicker, because it's clear, I don't think they do the whole script, do they? Yeah, it's pretty it's close. The problem. It's yeah, the problem is it the whole do. script I that they do? I, like, yes, yeah, yeah, no the cuts. whole thing. Yeah, there's a few characters who are cut, um, but, but I think it's, it's, word it's like for it's, word. yeah, it's pretty close word. No, for no, word. no. I know the dialogue is word for word, but I mean, start to finish, is everything the same? All the scenes happen. That's what all I'm the saying. Words are said. With Shakespeare, is, that, yes. to my understanding, yes. And that's why changing the medium too, to film instead of a play, and then also doing it in a visual way, like he's trying to do. But nothing is ever visual, because they talk about everything. Because um, if you're a fan of the show, you've heard us use the term explainalog. Well, Shakespeare is all explainalog, but it's not just explainalog and what the per- people are doing. But it's also explainalog in their thought pattern of why they're going to make a decision. Their inner monologue is explainalog. So, like, all of Shakespeare is just explainalog. Different time, though. Like, we can't do this show about does Shakespeare hold up. It has to be about if this movie's reinterpretation of it. We can't, or interpretation, we can't um, speak on Shakespeare, A, because that's not what we're covering, Right. We're not covering it's a Romeo Shakespeare and play. The, the, the <laughs> script. Like, the movie is no, Shakespeare. <laughs> but the movie, but what but like then we could say that it like needs cuts or whatever the fuck, right? Or that the that the movie doesn't hold up, it's fine. But I'm saying like there's a difference between like all that shit that is in there, all that explain log and everything else. Like those things exist because the whole different medium. Like they didn't even fucking uh imagine what a fucking TV would be at that point. And there was so many uneducated people that didn't really fucking understand theater so much that they would like have shitty sets also. And there would be need to be like a lot of explaining and everything else to like compel people along. Um, but yeah, I understand. I think why that that could be cut a lot here. So if there's no cuts to the script um, in terms of like shortening scenes or sewing scenes together or whatever the fuck. Um, which I can't verify there is or isn't because I don't know Romeo and Juliet that well. I think they should have. I think Shakespeare is (laughs) just, I know we're talking about the movie, but I I just feel like, because I've been to Shakespearean plays. I've had a friend who was an actor and I've watched him perform Shakespeare and, and I read Shakespeare a little bit when I was younger, but not a lot. But I've always wanted to have an appreciation for Shakespeare. Thought he was important. And as someone who wants to be a writer, that Shakespeare, the relevance and stuff. I don't think Shakespeare is relevant anymore. I think Shakespeare is probably way overdue to not be relevant anymore. I think but you're looking. I think only if you look at the micro, if you look at the macro, well, I think he is no, extremely because a macro. lot of the well, a lot of the stories that he wrote and everything else. Uh, like People a lot of the steal. stuff, yeah. Well, they still yeah, steal, yeah. but I mean the stories, like the actual, sh- like 
stories behind what he's doing. The way he's telling them maybe isn't good, but okay, the stories this. he has created, I think, um, maybe not in every case, but I think that there is a lot to be held still with value there. It, it has its place. It has its place in history. It's to be revered. Like it moved things along. It was a huge staple point. I just say like today we just don't find it as, as relevant. I don't oh, think I it totally needs agree. to be revered. So like, I, I think that's it's about been, the best. It's like the... It's like the movies that we do that are like supposed to be these like legendary movies that I just don't like. And it's they had their time and they did they serve their purpose and they still do to study and to understand and to build from, but it's yeah. shit. Yeah. But so I, I think that's kind of how Shakespeare falls but, for me these days. But, and for me, I'm but for, for, for me, I'm saying that for me, I'm saying that we've gotten so far away from Shakespeare now, there's nothing good to be taken out of any of it. I think it's passed to the point where it has any relevance. And if you want to be a contemporary writer today, there's nothing that I would steal from Shakespeare. Like, this isn't even a good story. Romeo and Juliet is not a good story. Think about it. It's not a very good story. It's not... It, it's just not. Like, does anyone why, think why this is a good story? It? Yeah, I do think it's It's pretty fucking story. boring. These two it's fall why? in love. There's a misunderstanding. She fake poisons herself. He finds her. Then she really poisons himself. Then she really kills herself. Like, it's not, it's not a lot here. Really, the There's two a fighting of... of the whole families and stuff is boring. It's just they don't like each other. I don't really fucking know why. They just hate each other. They're just the other side hates the other side. And all of this, you know, it's, it's I mean, it, it's cliche because he created the cliches. But it's not interesting, <laughs> I don't think. It's just been, we've seen it, right? We've seen, and, and like the story is so familiar. It's not going to feel fresh. Um, yeah. But. But it doesn't mean, I don't know, like... I'm so confused how all that stuff you said was boring. All that stuff is stuff that's super exciting in most movies. Two (laughs) families fighting, they're fucking... They're secretly trying to get married. They're taking poison and killing themselves. And there's like a secret plot to take a a, a, a temporary poison and then come back to life, but the fucking message gets missed. And then there's like a... How is that not... like in, In any movie that was filmed today with normal English, you'd be like... This was pretty fucking interesting. I don't, but because I don't they're know. like, for what's our, there are for our window, you're upset uh, about he, he, that. There are, there are exciting there are exciting moments in this movie, to be sure. As Where? I'm not described. saying this movie is exciting. Tell me which I'm saying no, no, story. I'm not saying the movie's exciting either. I'm saying there are exciting moments. Yes. But there's also a fuck ton of non-exciting moments. Yes. And and that's partially due to how closely they stuck with with the original stuff, which I think as Colin and Brent agreed with, um, it just ends. It there's it can't be anything but explain along because of what it is. You'd normally be performing this up on stage for people with not much in a backdrop that you have to describe. So yeah. it makes sense on stage, but in this movie we get to see, and then I'm like, I see it. Just go, just fucking go. But if you um, look at a, another a Shakespeare, a movie that was adapted. By a Shakespeare, from a Shakespeare play, which is Roxanne with Steve Martin, he took that exact same story and he made it about this firefighter, fire chief in like the mountains in this like mountain resort town who falls in love with yeah. this woman who comes with her telescope to, to look for something for the summer. And it's, that's a great movie and it's a great interpretation of Shakespeare in a modern film. I don't I don't I think this is a bad attempt what he's done. I think this is uh I don't I think the idea of trying to turn something that's so much of a play 
and so explain a log into a visual movie uh, and then have it being filled with just dialogue that's all explain a log is is does not work i don't think it ever worked i actually didn't like this movie when it came out but it probably didn't know why but but you know i wasn't a fan but i don't i think it's gotten worse actually over time i don't remember it being <clears throat> this um boring like so boring and um <laughs> And I can't understand what they're saying, but I, once again, I get the point, but then the point is once again, not a big deal. So it was like, why did they waste all this breath on, <laughs> on, you know, them wanting, the other guy wanted a cigarette and then, and I was like five minutes. In. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? So, so no, <laughs> I do not think this is a good attempt at making the, that into a movie. <laughs> Did anyone else not feel that he way? He liked it. I, I thought I had it. a lot of anxiety. <laughs> anxiety? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I thought we were going to have a lot of agreements today, but you like I find you're so passionately against every component. I like John's approach cuz he's like there were things that were done well and there were things that weren't. Well, what I'm sure if you well? Jesus Christ. I'm just saying you are like 0 or 100 with this uh, you guys give think, you guys tell I think me that what, it's not that no you guys tell me is this is this a zero out of a hundred Colin for you well, what's your well, rating I, out of a hundred I can't think of anything positive to say about it you guys say something positive about it you tell me what was good about it was it the music good the directing the editing the editing was atrocious like <laughs> what was good about it the cinematography it was an ugly movie I like, like the, I, don't, I like I like the art direction um yeah okay, i do and and when i was young yeah so fuck you first of all no, continue. <laughs> I, I, I apologize. i'm allowed right. to have my own fucking preference <laughs> i um yeah i like the art direction in this i did love this movie when i was younger like really loved it but That's i was also fair. a fucking drama geek and i was all about uh trying to fucking be into shakespeare like you were saying um, it never sunk in for me that well, but I think I do have um, a better understanding um, than I would have had I not taken drama and taken the courses that I've taken where they've, you know, read through the plays and stuff. Um, I, however, do think that there is um, the acting, I'll say, the music I like. Um, I like the attempt. I like the art direction. I like the styling and I, I did like the, um, the repurposing of the dialogue, uh, for the swords and guns. Like I thought that that those ways of reimagining the world were interesting to me. Um, I don't think that this movie is good necessarily, but there are things that are redeemable about it. I think that this movie has a good flow for it. You have a good way of making me feel bad while I'm talking, by the way. Thanks. I'm just trying to think of, John, what did you think? What are your positives? What are your takeaways? I, like some of the style of this movie was fun. Um, and I think the art direction, like Brent said, like they, they, they leaned into this. I like that they gave this a big swing. Um, and some of the acting is actually quite good. 
surprisingly. Some of like some of Leo's delivery is actually not too bad at all, and Claire Danes does a really good job. Those guys My, are both solid actors. Yeah, <laughs> and like some of the other big name actors, they roll with it. Though they're given very interesting and weird characters that like what I don't like. We don't, we're not given a chance to understand them. So I don't really care about them at all. They're just must all mustache twisters. There's no good people. They seem good, but then they're just always fighting. And uh, anyway, but that's all that's all part of the story. So um, th- those are a few of the things that I dug um, about the movie. I found the acting was not good. It's really hard to to. I've seen this performed in Ray's class where there are people who did it well. And there are people who didn't. And it was 90% of the class. There's like like world-class actors who can't do Shakespeare. It's yeah, really, that's, it's, that's you, a big problem. It's that a I, really... And there's so many actors in this, this particular film that did not get it and could not do it. And Leo and, and uh, Claire Dane struggled many times. Though, don't get me wrong. There were times where they were good. But I Paul saw Rudd. a lot of times <laughs> where they were not good. <laughs> Paul so, Rudd struggled. Uh, Dash Mahook, uh, who plays Benvolio, uh, <laughs> um, um, Romeo's cousin. He's Benvolio's like, way too dopey for this role. He, exactly, exactly. Like I get, he's supposed to be a tough guy. Fucking Jamie Kennedy. I mean, he just can't help himself. The, but the he older, can't do, he can't older do Jamie Kennedy, is it? Jamie Kennedy's in this. Yes, he's yeah, driving the that's car. Jamie he's, Kennedy. Fuck yeah. yeah, he's the most scared guy. But um, the older—I thought that was somebody else. The older the other actors hand- in this, the the parents and stuff, they did well with the Shakespeare, because they've probably performed it on fucking stage in London before. Like all of the older actors were pretty good. But like, Harold like- Perrineau as Mer- Mercutio, it was awesome. Yeah, he's he crushed great. it. He's like singing and dancing and drag, oh, and then yeah, like delivering really the lines. Okay, like he crushed fine. it. Even you know even what? Paul Sorvino. <laughs> That guy and, you just mentioned, I like him. What's that guy you mentioned? Harold Perrino. With the yeah, big hair. Perrino's awesome. Mercutio. Yeah, he was he like the great. best thing okay, in the movie. He, I like him. There's, that's my positive. I really, really liked him. I liked his character. When he was on screen, I was the only time I was ever interested or engaged because yeah. he sucked me in. So yeah, okay, that's my positive. He, he did it. <laughs> P.P. Postlewaite as the priest, he also yeah. delivered his lines pretty good. He's great. Like pa- yeah. Paul Rudd was atrocious. It was really hard for him. I yeah, bet. Benvolio is not Jamie, um, whatever the fuck. Kennedy? Yeah, it's not. No, it's sorry. Dash, Dash, Dash Mahook. Jamie, Dash Dash sorry. I, I meant that Jamie Kennedy was in his crew. He was the driver of the car. Samson. I yeah, see. Samson. I fucking totally didn't place him. Sorry. I thought you were saying that Benvolio no. was him. No. Uh, Roger. Jesse Bradford is. Balthazar, who is just around for some of the movie, always has a beat up face, and then at the end, he's like, "I'll take you to wherever you want to go." So Mercutio Thank, is the Joey guy that Hackers. I like, right? Is it, it was Mercutio? Yeah. Okay, so he honestly, to me, was the only one who sold me on the Shakespeare. No one well, else. Mercutio is the best character. He's like he's like no, the conscience kind of center, right? Like he is, he's in between both families. He's invited to the Juliet party, but he hangs out with the fucking Romeo boys, right? Yeah, yeah. He is, um, he is not enemy of either. He merely tries to stand in the way when <laughs> yeah, uh, Romeo's getting made. dilapidated. Until he curses right? Romeo with his dying breath. When he's dying, he's dying it's for that crazy bullshit. to have that fucking amount of hate in that moment to be like, you were always so nice to me. Fuck you and your family. Dude, yeah, think about it, though. Well. You're dying, and for what? <laughs> 
for that fucking stupid rivalry, like you'd be pissed. Because John Leguizamo is If you died because me and someone else were like angry at each other, you'd be so pissed. I'd like to have seen more of this play to see how uh, Tybalt, um, how his character plays out this. Because in this movie, he starts out as such a badass and he's ready to throw down and kill anyone that I get the sense that he's like an accomplished killer and he'll like throw down at the blink of an eye. And then later on, he gets in a fight and he like almost accidentally but not stabs... (laughs) Uh, Mercutio trying to get Romeo and then is all like what have I done and then Romeo is like I'm losing my shit he's like I'm gonna drop my gun and run away, and run away. somebody please just take it bang <laughs> so, yeah like, I don't like totally, what they did with him he's supposed to be a badass yeah like, the, like he's supposed to be like a master swordsman in like the original one I believe yeah I don't know that was, that all came was, off as weird I was reading a review of this today and someone was saying that there is a, like a uh, a, a film version of Romeo Juliet that's out that's actually he says is super decent and like way better than this but anyways well, which it's if I like, remember right there's an old version with, yeah we uh, should maybe check that out with, just to see with, because uh, I'd be underage yeah. nudity <laughs> Yeah, oh. that's right. I'd be interested. So in that. I don't want to check that. I don't no, want to not check excited that for that. No, no, it's a 1968 movie. Is that, that what you're out. talking about? Romeo and Juliet, 1968. Yeah, it might be 68 or something else. They, All right, we'll, I didn't know we'll, there was. We'll check on it carefully. Nudity in it. He just. Said I believe. It was like I believe it might be another one. Allegedly, a better interpretation of this. He. He was like it captured the spirit of the writing much better. Was he than winking this a lot when he was saying it? I don't know. It was just in a review from Rotten Tomatoes. It was a Rotten Tomatoes review. Um, Which this got a seventy three, by the way. Yeah, but you can't trust Rotten Tomatoes. I no, seventy three is not a bad gauge. score. Seventy three. If I had a movie that was seventy three, I'd be happy. You don't want ninety nine. No, no. Those are all pieces of shit. I agree, yeah. but the eighties is generally a, a groovy spot. Yeah, but I'd say seventy three to eighty nine is a good spot. The yeah. thing is, you shouldn't have to do this internal math to figure out the Rotten Tomato metric behind the, the metric, reason- like. You should just have an honest score, right? Like Rotten but Tomatoes a, for sale. But a, a negative metric is usually awful. One of the worst movies you'll ever see. But Definitely. the problem is with the 99 and the hundreds, there's so many bad ones that it's like a comedian where every one of his jokes gets laughed at. You don't want yeah. that because then you're just clean and simple and you're, you're, you have nothing, no message right yeah. behind what you're saying. Like there's nothing, there's no gray area. You want to be in the in the mid 80s some people shouldn't <laughs> like you you want to go 15 yeah. percent of people not to like you they're like what the fuck is this guy doing this is <laughs> this is you know progressive and i don't like it yeah yep i totally think that's agree. about how things yeah i think that's about how things go um there, wanna everybody wanted to be in this movie um for the ladies sarah michelle geller jennifer love hewitt Aaliyah, kate winslet and christina ricci were all kind of considered um, and then there was some dudes considered for the roles as well, but I don't know what they are right now. So great story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay. Yeah. But so no one by the end of this movie was like really upset. Am I the only one that was upset? Uh, I had to like wait till I was outside to scream. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, th- this was painful for me to watch. This movie was really painful to watch. I, I again, I appreciate when movies try and take a swing, um, like Everything Everywhere All at Once that came out this year. 
like I love that that movie took such a big swing and it hits on some nice notes, but not everything. And this movie hits on way fewer notes than that. Way fewer. But it, it, you know, (laughs) could, could, you got to try, you got to try, but it's so hard. It's got to be one of the hardest things to do is to convert a play to a movie or a book to a movie. Obviously I think people have a bit more success with books, but, but we stay to stay so loyal. It's just a mistake. We've seen time and time again from silence of the lambs to the Lord of the Rings, like, you know, are to fight club to, any of the other Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's that those screenwriters took took what that book was and they, they made it something cinematic and yeah. amazing. They they put the cinema in the book and the, these people just like, will just like do it like word for word straight from beginning to end and not do that. Not, not try and change it in any way. It's always never works. It never works. If you did all this on the stage like you had the guys in gang outfits and they had you had guns and you did this play with these words but with this look and feel on a stage it it could maybe work if you had the right actors doing it because obviously it's word for word it's just would we have a different set of costumes basically yeah because you're not expecting that cinema experience right you're expecting to see romeo and juliet the play and you're seeing that just with a different visual interpretation yeah yeah, I do. I do agree. Like, I think I think what you're saying and what Colin's saying are are perfect, right? It 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 should have been changed. It should have been adjusted. I wouldn't even have hated if they just used like English, like regular yeah. English, current English, rather, yeah. right? And um, and then just did the reinterpretation of the story, like honestly, like you could have even done like the the two houses and all that shit. Yeah. Um, but just just modernize it. If you're going to modernize it, maybe just modernize it, right? Make it like Sopranos. Yeah. You could have Sopranos this. That would have been fucking cool as shit. What, a series, you mean? No, no, it's a movie, but you like it. the tone, a, nah, the tone nah, of nah, a nah, tone nah. and directing and style of the Sopranos. But Romeo and Juliet in a film. I'm sure it's been done tons, like just using it as the, the you know, the, the yeah, backbone for your story. But that's the Woke thing up too this is morning and grab myself like the, a gun. The Play artists, the, the artists who are good too. <laughs> the artists who are good to understand that a screenwriter taking their book, they're gonna add an, another layer to what they've created. They like if you're a good artist, you don't want that person to take what you've done. That you want them to add something to it. Chuck Palniak yeah. on the commentary for Fight Club said, told the screenwriter that the screenplay is better than his book. He's like, the screenplay's better than my book. You took my work and you elevated it. That's what you yeah. want. So Shakespeare should want people to take what he's done and elevate it, not stick to the script. He would I'm never sure probably would. wanted that. I'm sure he would want that, actually. Oh, I bet you well, Are we going to do um, um, <laughs> the same thing with the Bible and uh, Mel Gibson's movie, whatever, The Passion? Should we do that the one and see if passion. a little interpretation of that shit is like worth watching or if that's, that should have been edited down that's, for content too? I've never seen was, that movie. Oh, it's garbage. <laughs> it's just totally absolute garbage. Just the like story's this. garbage anyways, by the way. But the movie <laughs> is garbage. Uh, and I like, uh, what the fuck's his name? Jesus. Caviezel? Caviezel. Oh, yeah. Nothing yeah, against Caviezel. It wasn't his fault. 
No, no, no. I think Caviezel's probably fine as Jesus. Jesus either. would be like tight, right? Nice. Yeah, that's true. Nice. That guy's ripped. He's yeah, Superman. Like, you guys now. really, really. Superman he's like, but I'm. Jesus. He's like, but I'm white. I'm white now. <laughs> Who played me, Caviezel? What nice. an ego on what, what an ego <laughs> what an ego this Caviezel must have too. He's played Jesus and Superman. Oh like, yeah! Holy shit! What the fuck? Caviezel played him. Superman. That guy's no, got to have a big cock. He's playing. You're Superman thinking right now? No, you're yeah. thinking of no, Henry no. Cavill. Yeah, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. You're mixing up the two guys. I okay, think Cavill ate Jim Caviezel. He's so much bigger than him. <laughs> no, they don't look <laughs> like at all. Caviezel is a thin red line. That's right. Yeah. He plays the main character in the Thin Red Line. Yeah, main character. <laughs> <laughs> I did yes. the air quotes. Yeah. When he dies, just the movie one though. So we're waiting for the end. Yeah. His death's the end of the movie. I guess. I guess. Uh, okay. Well, fuck. We kind of like have spun this into a major uh, verbose wrap up. And I want to call it officially, Colin. What do you think? Does this movie hold up? I think parents should not show their kids Shakespeare. <laughs> Stop. Brents, do not expose Ellie to Shakespeare. Ever. Man. Don't do it. I'm serious. This movie has shown me that Shakespeare is has done. He had his day, but there's a certain cutoff point where you stop paying attention to somebody because their shit is so past. And uh, the Shakespeare, this is the cutoff point. 2022, <laughs> 2022, that's it. We don't like Shakespeare anymore. <laughs> no relevance. Very funny. Explain a log, baby. <laughs> yeah. So much explain a log. Yeah, there is a ton of that shit. The most. No, it is the most you could get. No one no, can explain a log no. more than Second Shakespeare. Second place. Nolan does more explain a log. You seen Tenet? I don't think so. It's oh all God. fucking explain a lot. It is. See, but, uh, Inception. So he's the new Shakespeare. And See? I know, but he's worse because he has the visual medium <laughs> under his grasp. Shakespeare didn't. Shakespeare has an excuse. He's doing Nolan's this. way further Nolan's the doing fucking. doing it in 2022. Uh, Nolan's doing it. He should have never been exposed to Shakespeare. See? He's got a new movie coming out, and I bet you. Oh, yeah. Let's see if one of his fucking, uh, what do you call it? Mo- uh inspirations was uh shakespeare oh no so anyways it doesn't hold up all right (laughs) right right on (laughs) right on i'll go i'll go i'll go go uh it does not hold up but but i like a lot of things about it and i think shakespeare uh was probably a pretty cool guy unless he is a pederast probably probably is a pederast which case not cool anymore uh hashtag him too um (laughs) Oh, I, <laughs> I like um, what this movie strived to be, like John was saying. It's it's the swing, I think, sometimes that is like excites me more. Like the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, like that movie is bad, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> but I really love the wildness of it. Same as Fear and Loathing, I think, right? Like I love things that really go for it. Um, and sometimes I give them a huge amount of leeway because of that. This won't be that. I don't hate it. I would watch it again. I think Colin is, um, is wrong in his analysis that we can drop Shakespeare 
And it's weird because I've heard Colin um, criticize other artists for their lack of art history. So it's surprising to hear him um, declare it's an important part of you gotta our cut history that shit dead. Off. I think it's but, also... But I said, think Colin has put in his time that he uh, he can he can do that. He can now make these calls like uh, like like DeGrasse Tyson. Pl- Pluto isn't the fucking thing anymore, right? And uh, we, Shakespeare's dead. So so says put, Colin Carroll. It, so we should have put we should have put it at the beginning of the podcast. Someone should have said that this is Brent's girlfriend's favorite movie of all time. Her favorite. Sorry, movie. Hills. Yeah. It is, but it was her favorite movie of all time because of a special love for it as a kid. And I, I think know, that that but I'm, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, even before we watched it, she was like, she goes, I don't care. It's going to hold up for me. And I, I was know. like, that's fine, right? Your favorite movies should do that. But, did, what, but did it from hold kid, up for her? I think so, yeah. Mm. I'll be asking her some questions later. What were you <laughs> thinking? No, just kidding. No, no, just to see if she thought it held up. She's a. She's a. A super romantic yeah, and has always totally loved is. this and this story is a is a tragic romance which is just right up her alley like she would love this i hope um, we didn't ruin it in for any her. iteration i hope we, I hope we didn't ruin no it she she wanted to watch it with us because she wanted to laugh at it she knows it's problematic she's not blind to it i know it's one of I these just, things that you just <laughs> tune out it's like I the zohan with me i know the zohan is a terrible movie yeah. but if it's on tv and i just catch it I'll like stick around. Bloodsport, Bloodsport, man, that's it. Bloodsport, one hundred percent. I told Nat we were watching this, and she's like, "Ugh, the movie's a piece of shit." <laughs> so, <laughs> so she didn't watch it with you, I guess. Uh, no, uh, absolutely not. Uh, I, I just, I just was gonna say, I think that you're being a little protective of it for Hills, and I think that's sweet. Brent's a romantic too. Don't fucking belittle my opinion by uh, by saying that I'm holding it fucking. Uh, it was it was captive. I know, but it was, it was, really, it was he worded it as he worded it as a compliment. It was really bad. It's pretty. It was kind of yeah. That's not a You're compliment. A That's calling me disingenuous. Hold your tongue, sir. <laughs> it was a really bad movie, though, and I know it I was a bad it. movie. Yeah, there, there are moments where there is silence in the room when we were watching it, because once again, <laughs> I, I think we were all trying to protect Hillary's feelings. But there are awkward, <laughs> but there are awkward silences that would go, that uh, felt like they were an eternity. Yeah, yeah. It was so bad. It was like I was shocked how bad it was. It's crazy when you have awkward silences during a movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we yeah, all knew normally that everyone's this was engaged bad. in the act of watching. But when there's so much dry space that everyone starts to expect interaction, uh, that's probably problematic. You could yeah. feel the cringing in the room going on, but no one would look at each other to see the cringes. <laughs> uh, I was like, that was the awkwardness. He was like, oh, what, what's going on? Oh, this is gross. What are we watching? Oh, yeah. The beginning really threw me for a loop, too. Uh, I got Because it had the trailer of the movie was the oh, beginning of the movie. Yes, that is complete yeah. shit. That yeah. was great. And then the lady so, on the TV says stuff, and then immediately as the movie starts, there's like the same stuff said again. And I'm like, all right, yeah. get it. Fuck. They even did Colin that. Kept, and then they had Colin so kept many. Like, Let's start here. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. We start here. here now. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. We start here now. 
Yeah, I just figured we could we could have cut at least the first twenty six minutes. Of this <laughs> yeah, when him and her meet, he goes to the party. I would have started it honestly if I want to try and fix it. I would have started it when him and that guy talk about going to the party. That's the beginning of the movie, and then he sees her through the fish tank. Done. Yeah, you yeah. don't need any of that other stuff. <laughs> No, there's no, so no, many. No, no, there's no. so many subtitled introductions too. Like everyone gets oh, a, a card. That shit was Everybody too. gets it, and I'm like, I still don't care or know who's who. Yeah, it's too matter. much information. Yeah, uh, it's, well, that's that stuff seems like fan service to me. To tell you the truth, like Benvolio, yeah, like the they're like these big introductions or... of everyone's favorite characters, right? Like Captain Prince. It's so that we know immediately who to identify because we're expected to know the script. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's kind of hand holding us so that we understand what's going on. Because otherwise, the beginning with the guns <laughs> and the cars and the world being so confusing. I mean, I understand <laughs> why they introduce people, but Jesus Christ. Make it I but know. you should really care about like them, too, and stuff. And I never do. If, if you have like one or two title cards, like off the coast of Nova Scotia, the the Red October like lies in a wait. And you're like, great. And then later on, it's like the fucking some other canal. I'm like, great. I know where I am. But you can't be like. It's Pish Posh and Noodle Nose and Victor and Romeo's cousin Balthazar and Gregory and George and Julia and Tybalt. It's like, fuck, yeah, I don't know. Stop it. That's John just gave a great example of this. Okay, so those guys on uh, the in that movie, The Hunt for October, not the, yeah, The Hunt for October, those guys on that American sub and stuff, the whole crew and stuff. I feel like I totally know them. And when they're in that torpedo battle, I, I want those guys to not die and I want them to survive and I want them to win. I don't know a single one of their <laughs> names. Not one of their names I could tell you their characters' names. Not one of them. But I fucking gave a shit. I knew everybody's name in this. And I could you know give what? two shits about it. That movie is actually a great reference for another reason, too, is because of the way they do the dialogue translation. Yep. Oh. The way that it goes from the beginning where he's speaking the Russian, and then you see, like, what is it, the words coming out of the mouth? He just the zooms pushes. in on his mouth, and then as soon yeah. as it hits, he switches to English seamlessly, and it pulls away. So yes. this it's so interesting that you say that, because that would have been so cool to open this thing with some Shakespearean, and then just zoom in on their mouth, and then zoom out, and they'd be speaking regular, and you'd be like, I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We said the same thing about um, we watched that movie, the new Predator movie, Prey, um, yeah. which is, I'll say, one of the better Predator movies. Yeah, I, th- I agree. Without giving too much away. Um, totally. But it was a little bit peculiar at first that I like, oh, we're not going to speak in like either with accents or have any subtitles. We're going to go straight English. And I just thought it would have been so cool because they kind of did it with the opening where she's speaking in Comanche and then it switches over to English. But I thought it would have been so cool if they were like running and hunting and someone was speaking Comanche and it just does a quick like flash into their mouth and then out and then they're speaking English. I just I I think I think Red October defined that as as a um, a tool that more filmmakers could use to to just put my mind at ease about that. I'm hearing like straight American accents. I think it should become a convention. Yeah. Yeah. Because that movie was still good despite it, but that would have made it a little better. Yeah. Because they're, them speaking with all the American accents was weird. Yeah. It would have gave you a portal to, to relevance as well. Yeah. yeah. Where Another a lot more way to do it. Yeah. Been, you just forgive it like John this. says. Once you know that the, they're speaking in Comanche, you, you forgive all of the uh, the way they're speaking. And yeah. You, and and you just, Hunt and for Red they, October was 90, so Baz totally could have stole that, but he chose not to. 
Um, I will say this movie doesn't hold up, and we'll just leave it at that. Um, all the reasons, <laughs> just not in, reasons. not into it at all. Um, for yeah, it's just there's not not a redeeming quality. Even the directing is not that great. The editing, like Colin said, is really jarring. The choices to put certain musical numbers and other little bits in give the movie a personality. Um, and I love that it leans into being friendly to all types of, of people and, and, and races and, and preferences and all the kind of stuff that's very visual in this movie. Um, it, it just, I don't know. It, 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 it doesn't add to the, what we're seeing. It's just nice background music and noise. It's like, Oh look, it's in this interesting palette but it has nothing to do with what's happening in the movie in any kind of meaningful way. So it just feels all smushed together. And I'm like, what, what the fuck? That's how it made me feel. So uh, it doesn't hold up. <laughs> the one, the one thing you said though, that I'll also give this movie uh, creds for, because I gave creds for Mercutio, but it is the diversity and the progressive. This movie was super progressive with like sexuality and, and uh, cross dressing. And uh, you know, like, like I said, though, it should have been Romeo and Jules. Sure. Ooh. But um, but that movie felt very or progressive. So, so I'll give it I'll give it props <laughs> for that too. So that's the the second thing I liked about this. Right on, progressive and uh, Mercutio. Mercutio. Right on. Great actor. Right on. Great actor. All right. Well, let's bring this nightmare to an end. Uh, just for <laughs> convenience purposes, is why we did this movie instead of the Wedding Singer. Surprise. I maybe should have mentioned that earlier on, but you saw the title when you clicked play, didn't you? So you knew what was coming. Silly. Uh, Next week, we're going to do The Wedding Singer, and then following that, we're going to do The King's Speech, so both of those I'm super pumped for. Brent is probably has his movie figured out, but we're not going to say anything until closer to the date. Because he doesn't. It's his birthday <laughs> movie. It, yeah, I totally don't. It ends in a, it ends <laughs> no, in a letter, I think. We'll be, we, we, we won't know what it is till we're watching it, I don't think. Oh, nice. It'll I'm be all down on for the that. day. We're surprised. You're surprised. Everybody's surprised. Uh, I'm not really surprised that this movie sucked, though, because I was not expecting big things, and I was actually more disappointed. So, uh, too bad. Sorry, Hills. Uh, This has been real fun. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Uh, It's a pleasure, as always. We'll see you in the next episode. And until then, as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.